Hello, and welcome to episode 193 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And uh, I got left with the show notes this week. <laughs> so uh, I decided to do something we haven't done in a long time, which is we're going to talk about a deck. That's it. That's what all deck? I'm going to say. A deck. Leave me hanging. Maybe. What deck is it? We're gonna, it's elementary, my dear Karsten. There you go. There we go. Very nice. Look at that. Yeah, um, Brian's been playing uh, Elementals in Explorer. I think we've talked about it on the, or mentioned it on the show a couple times. So we're going to do kind of part deck tech, kind of part deck deep dive. That was hard to get out. Uh, yeah. And yeah, we'll talk about a deck this week instead of news or complaining or whatever else we normally do. Yeah, we're going to actually make you better magic players. Weird. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, so if you have ideas for the deck, suggestions, or just want to like say hi, all of our social media links are in the description. So just hop in there, Twitter, Discord, Facebook, all that stuff, and you can come uh, interact with us. Yeah, if you guys try the deck out and like it or hate it, we want to know either way. So check out our social media. Let us know what you think of the deck. Um, if you're looking to support the show, there's two ways you can do it. The first is our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, follow that link, and whatever you purchase from TCG player, we'll get a percentage of to help keep the show going. Although my uh, latest experience with TCG player wasn't the best, so <laughs> but we'll see what happens going forward. They've been really good up until this time, but I uh, I made my order for Dominaria United this week, and ended up with a whole bunch of messages saying cards were out of stock randomly. So, Oh no. Yeah. That was not ideal. Um, if you're looking to support the show more directly though, you can head over to patreoncom slash casual MTG patrons get access to our pre-show, which is kind of just more of us, you know, talking, catching up, making sure all our equipment works, talking about stuff that doesn't quite make it to the show. Um, we record that and ship it out to all of our patrons every week. Hope you guys enjoy it. I think they do. Uh, patrons also get access to our show notes, so you get a sneak peek about what the show is going to be about for the coming week, and you get put on my mailing list for when I do fancy Patreon givebacks as a token of our appreciation. So if you're interested in any of that, head on over to patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg and chip a couple bucks in. Yes. We'd appreciate it. Very much so. Yep, yep. All right. So, the deck. The deck. So, uh, I know that we typically work in an audio medium. So, mm -hmm. we're going to go through the deck list. If you want to follow along, the link's in the description. I didn't um, even think. Did you want me to try and put this, like, on the screen here? We could. Or, like, isn't there, like, the neat, like, way to export it or something? Uh, the neat way to export it. Oh well, there's the there's the stream pop out, where you, like where like they have the the list of cards along the side like you're streaming, but then there's like the visual view that they do in like all of their like deck text and stuff. Oh okay. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Um, let me see here, if I'll send I can it to you. get this. No, this... I, I have it here. I just got to figure out how to get it into. Okay, while, while he's figuring, I'll Yeah, I'll you, talk. you go so ahead and not, talk, so and I'll, I'll figure it out. All right, so we are Dirty Companion players, and we are playing Kahira, the Orphan Guard. Now, I will point out that I 
I'm not the originator of this deck, simply the perfecter. Uh, so, uh, I dig it. So some of the some of the numbers are from like the original deck builder a month ago, but a lot of things have changed. But uh, there are two versions of this deck. There's the Kahira deck, and then there is the Yorion deck. I like the Kahira deck better because all you want to do is draw four color Omnath. Yeah. And when you have eighty cards, you draw him way less frequently. Mm-hmm. And so. Kahira lets you draw your Omnath when you want. And there are times, like, if you're playing around a Wandering Emperor, giving all of your elementals, um, what's it called? Uh, Vigilance makes it so they can't get Wandering emperor That's yep. great. So we've got, so that does limit us on some of the things we can play, right? We're stuck with cats, beasts, elementals, nightmares, and dinosaurs. But we can make that work. So, in the creature slot, there's one honorary um, uh, elemental, and that's Arboreal Grazer. <laughs> I don't, he's, he's a beast. He's a beast. I mean, he, he makes the team because he's a beast, yeah. but, like, he's the only non-elemental in the, in the main deck. Not, yeah. uh, then you have the cards that no one can beat, which is Risen Reef, Four of... Uh, four-color Omnath, Locus of Creation, as a four-of, in that wall of text. And then um, Locus of the Royal, Omnath, Locus of the Royal, the one blue-green-red one from M20, um, that is a three-of. Um, so this is like the core, you never cut the, the elementals. Just always mm-hmm. jam the elementals. They're your friends. Um you have a main deck sweeper in Chandra Awakened Inferno. Uh, the neg th- a three on Chandra doesn't hit your elementals, so you can sweep right. your opponent's board and keep your Risen Reef. Amen. Um, more ramping. So we have Growth Spiral. Uh, and then a little, a, just the smallest amount of stack interaction with Jirari Disrup- Disruption. Uh, the four spike flip land. Mm-hmm. And then um, the hammer against red black, which is escape to the wilds, just can't beat it ever, ever. Um, Fable of the Mirror Breaker seems weird as a card in the deck, but I was playing without Fable, and every time my opponent resolved a Fable, I went, "Wow, that card's really good. Why am I not playing this?" <laughs> and I was like, "I can just play this." And it's also secretly mana fixing. Right. And lets you... From the let, treasures, right? From the treasures, exactly. Uh, you get you get your goblin to attack. It fixes your mana. And you can use that treasure to cast like your four-color Omnath. And then play your fetch land on turn four. And get your two, your two triggers oh, that way. Oh, that's nice. When I was playing with it over the weekend, I, I didn't run into that. But that's a cute interaction. Yeah, so you can like... You can get your land drop after you attack. So, like, if you need the four life, even if you don't mm-hmm. have the fetch land, you can just, like, attack, get your treasure, play your Omnath, get your four life, and, like, try to stabilize that way. So that's nice. And then the new addition to the deck is Leyline Binding. I had mm-hmm. uh, the original list that I kind of cribbed and was using and kind of building from had a Braids in this slot. You need instant speed interaction. And the fact that Leyline Binding kind of gets everything, where a Braid can't hit Planeswalkers, 
doesn't right. deal with enchantments. It's way better. Like it does have the downside of if they have ways to interact with an enchantment, leyline binding is worse. But I really haven't run into that. Um, I did. I played against Abzan Greasefang this oh, morning, and he got besaged. I got besaged. Yeah. Yeah. And so, they got their Greasefang back, and then killed me. <laughs> so it's like one fell swoop. That is, that is a downside, admittedly. Yeah. But the fact that it kind of cleans up everything. Yeah. I've I've enjoyed it. Yeah. So, so that's it. Those are the spells. There's only 33 spells in the deck. <laughs> Everything else is a land. Everything else is a land. So you've got a Beseju, three breeding pools, four fabled passages, a forest, two islands, a jet two Jetmere's gardens, mm-hmm. two Ketria triomes, two mountains of plains. Uh, two Ragrin Triomes, a Sacred Foundry, two Spiros Headquarters, a Steam Vents, one Stomping Ground, and two Temple Gardens. And a Forest. And a Forest. I missed the Forest and the Forest. You yeah. did, yep. Okay. So, uh, right? Like, you need all these lands because they turn on both of your Omnaths. Mm-hmm. And, like, you just want to make sure you hit all your land drops and cast your spells. Yeah, like this duck sees enough cards that it doesn't really matter if you flood out because you'll have enough gas to do whatever you want. I keep, I have kept numerous like six land, one spell hands and just been like, awesome, great. Yep. Or like, again, like, you know, like game two against control. You're just like, I'm going to hit my land drops and then eventually cast two spells and bury you. Mm -hmm. So I just need to keep up with my land drops and like, you know, you know, uh, disruption like your your wandering emperor or your teferi yeah and then resolve my spell after it and then win the game so i'm just like i'll draw into something it's fine and you have all those cycle triumphs yeah that like it's not a great turn three but like you can pass the turn and have up you know uh grow spiral or disruption or cycle and you right. can just be like you know what i've got three other lands in hand or two other lands in my hand i'm just gonna cycle this and try to get to some action in late game, when you've got 12 lands, 15 lands on the battlefield, like, they're just free cards. Yeah. It's like, I have 15 mana. I guess I can spend three. And, I, like, your Besage is kind of a spell, too, so it's it is. not... It is. I, uh, I will say that I play the Besaju and the uh, Disruptions as spells that I can occasionally play as lands, mm-hmm. as opposed to lands that happen to be spells. Right. Right. I want to cast them more uh often than not. But you also just have the out to uh play them uh as lands when you're just like, Oh, I'm gonna miss my land drop. Yeah, I need my third land for Risen Reef and all I have is Besaju, so Yeah, Besaju you you're go. in. Yep. Yep. So the cyborg has a Besaju, three Dovin's Vetoes, three Fries, two unlicensed hearths, two deafening clarions, uh a Yasharn Implacable Earth. We'll talk about Yasharn in depth here in a second. <laughs> okay. And then the fourth Leyline Binding. This was until I made the uh, the the sideboard guide for this deck. This was a Wilt. Mm-hmm. But when I play the Wilt, it's in there to like kill a thing. Yeah. It's never there to like, oh, I'm not going to, I might need to cycle this. It's like, no, it's in here to kill an enchantment. It's not here to like mess around. 
Mm-hmm. So like leyline binding just got more stuff. Yeah. Same it kind of everything. Like, yeah, same kind of thing. Like, you know, I can't bring in the wilt to get a shieldred, but I can bring right. in a leyline binding to get a shieldred. Yep. So that's the deck. Uh, I sent you the list on like Saturday when I was like, let's talk about a deck this week. Mm-hmm. And you played some games and you were like, I I think I've attacked with creatures four times. <laughs> yeah. So I have uh, one of my challenges right now is to att- attack with 20 creatures. Uh-huh. And I, I think that was my challenge from Friday. And I haven't, I didn't have a chance to play a ton of arena over the weekend, but the arena, arena that I did play, I played this deck. And you know what that number is right now? Is Three days like later? Four, six? Se- seven. Seven? You've attacked with seven yeah. creatures? I've attacked with seven creatures. And you've won a lot of games, right? I have, yeah. yeah. Like, the games just get to a point where, like, you don't ever have to attack because you have such, like, an overwhelming advantage. Your opponent just scoops. There's Your opponent no... just goes, I can't possibly win this game. I'm going right. to save myself the time. Yep. Um, which is fun, mm-hmm. which is fun to get to that point. So it's a, certainly a far cry from your usual, uh, MO. I usually as few turns as possible. Yeah. This plays as many turns as possible. Yeah. Um, I've been playing it up for about a month. I played it in ranked and I got to like high diamond Mm-hmm. And then I've been playing it unranked because most of my arena now is uh, either recording for draft videos or as I do something else. So every morning mm-hmm. I uh, uh, ride an exercise bike for uh, 12 to 24 minutes, depending on if it's a weekday or a weekend. Yeah. And I play arena while I'm on the bike. And I try to be good. My wife will say that I'm not good and like stop shortly after I'm done on the bike. But if I'm, like, in the midst of a game, sometimes I, like, stay too long. But, like, mm-hmm. I like the ability to just go, like, you know what? No, I've it's it's 5 till 7. I've got to, like, turn this off and take a shower real quick. Yeah. Right, so. Well, that, I mean, that kind of goes back to something we talked about a couple weeks ago where, like, I found myself playing, you know, historic brawl or something with absolutely no stakes a lot of times with absolutely no intention of finishing a game. Yeah. Like, I'll just boot a game up on my lunch break and... Yeah, I got I got ten minutes left on my lunch break. I know this game's not going to end, but it's something kill, to do for ten minutes. I'll so. kill ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, don't get a uh, attack with creatures challenge that you have to go through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, like I said, the only two changes I made before presenting the deck to you guys from what I had uh, played previously is that small stuff. I cut a stomping mm-hmm. ground for a sacred foundry. Uh, if you if you're a patron, you'll have all the show notes and you can see a lot of this stuff in more detail. But um, the deck had 19 green sources, but only 13 white sources, and I keep creeping up in white cards, so I wanted to have an extra white source. Mm-hmm. And 18 green sources is still a lot of green sources. Yeah. So I cut a green from the stomping ground to add a white in Sacred Foundry, because like. Uh, I feel like I want more white cards in the deck. So it's like I got to make the mana work a little bit better. And, and that same thing, like I said, I cut a wilt and out of the ley line binding. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, I probably need an extra colored source. Like the games you lose are like you'll have a handful of red cards, but like 
you had like a choice on turn one of like what land to fetch. And you were like, well, I'm going to fetch a green land so I can grow spiral on turn two and I'll yeah. draw a red source. And then like, you've got eight lands on the battlefield and none of them are red. And you're just right. like, Oh, well that, that sucks. So I, was just I haven't run into that too much. I thought the mana was pretty good. It is pretty good. I, but the, every so often you hit one where you're like, well that, that yeah. sucked. You got and, the wrong triome on turn one and it bit you on turn six. Yeah. And also like, Leyline Binding is effectively a two-mana removal spell in this deck. Like, yeah. it's almost always two-mana. Every so often, it's three. But you want to make sure you have access to the white. So, like, you know, you could go, like, Triome, like, you know, and then on turn three, be able to have the white mana off of, like, a Fabled Passage or something. Or mm-hmm. off that Sacred Foundry so that your, your, uh your Leyline Binding is turned on so you don't get run over by some something dumb. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so what is this deck looking to do? Just outvalue people, right? Like you said, you see tons of cards. There are many games where like I will check my deck and it's like you have five or six cards left. And then I was like, oh man, I had to figure out how to win this game in like yeah. two turns because I'm going to draw four cards a turn. I have won games with uh, Omnath, Omnath, uh, what is it, Locus of the Royal, mm-hmm. dealing eight to my opponent with three Risen Reef triggers on the stack and no cards <laughs> in my deck. Let's stack those triggers appropriately. Well, you can't kill yourself off Risen Reefs. Oh, that's true. But if you play, but then I couldn't play any more lands. Like I was locked out of lands because yeah. then uh, the Omnath would make you draw. But yeah. you're going to go through a huge portion of your deck. Um, with, like, Leyline Binding and Orboreal Grazer as, like, kind of pseudo-interaction, mm-hmm. you have, like, interaction in the early game to, like, keep your opponent, like, your aggro opponents at bay. Yeah. And then, Arboreal like... Orboreal Grazer makes a great speed bump. Oh, yeah. And, like, I was playing other versions of this deck, and I... I found this list that I, the list I started from it had a boreal grazer and having played the Arboreal grazer that's what the deck all the other versions of the deck I had played was missing was yeah. that card that sometimes you just play it and like modern red has to waste two turns trying to get through it yeah I mean it's nice too because it's an additional land drop for mm-hmm. Omnath if you Omnath like if you yeah escape the wilds into Omnath and then, like, you have the one land in your hand. Like, it, it's a way to get your extra land drop to get the mm-hmm. mana off of them. Yeah. Um. So, and then, like, if you get to your Omnath, you then just, like, gain four life. Mm-hmm. And then gain four life the next turn. Right. And then they can't beat you. Or right. they have a really hard time. Like, then the game becomes about, like, them trying to kill your Omnath because they know they can't, like, leave it on the battlefield. Or you like look at your opponent and you're just like no blocks and take six and then gain four life and go like <laughs> I can do this all day. Like yeah. eventually every I'll, turn from now on out. Yeah, every turn from now on out, I'm gonna gain four life, maybe make four extra mana. Mm-hmm. Can you keep up with this? Deal six again. Cool. I will now be at fourteen. Oh, now I'm at eighteen. Okay, cool. <laughs> um so like you just have the ability to grind with everyone. Like the thing that makes the red black decks good right is 
they grind and there's a bunch of like random two for ones like bone crusher giant and yeah. you know we can argue that um oh gosh cemetery trespasser is that it yeah. graveyard trespasser graveyard trespasser is. graveyard trespasser right it's a two for one if you try to remove it right yeah. every card in this deck replaces itself mm-hmm. right the i like uh Risen Reef replaces itself when it comes into play. Yep. Uh, four Color Omnath replaces itself. I often play games to try to set up making sure that Locus of the Royal is a removal spell, and then I can play a land drop and draw a card. It yeah. replaces itself. Um, Fable the Mirror Breaker replaces itself. Grow Spiral, like everything. So, like, you'll have games where you'll just be like discarding the hand size, and your opponent's empty handed. And it's just like, I don't think you can win. Like, I I don't care what you draw. Yeah, and, like, that's kind of what I meant about, like, the deck kind of ends with a concession because you, like, a lot of times you're not winning with, you know, random Risen Reef beats. It's you just develop a board state that, like, you may not have ever even attacked during that game mm-hmm. and your opponent, there's no way for your opponent to win. They just concede. They just, yeah, there's just nothing they can do. Now, I am... Uh, sold on all the sideboard slots except for really two. Like, there's discussions to be had of like what the uh, deafening clarion should be, mm-hmm. but I have the Yasharn spot. So yeah. Yasharn's in there because I like lost to Red Black Sack a few times, like when I started playing the deck, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, don't want that to happen ever again. Like, yeah. I hate you. Um, uh, Cauldron Familiar. We're just yeah. not going to let this be a thing. Yasharn. And I board in Yasharn almost never. Yeah, I don't think... I haven't seen Red Black... Uh, the, I haven't seen Red Black sack yeah. in quite some time. Yeah, so, like, it's there for a deck that doesn't matter. So, mm-hmm. like, I think that that needs to, like, change if you want to, like... Especially if you, like... I think something about this deck that is nice is the reps you get like in Explorer on Arena, I think would directly translate to if you wanted to play this deck in Pioneer. Yeah, I think so. Right, like I've bought all the cards for it because like if I were to go play a Pioneer event, I would play this deck. Like Mm -hmm. I think seventy three out of the seventy five cards, other than like Yasharn, would be what I would like take to an event. Um, so like. Yasharn has to change. And so what are the things you could do? So one thing is like you could play different planeswalkers. One thing that you have to like concern yourself with is what do people bring in against you? They bring in Dovin Vizito, which the planeswalkers are bad against. They bring in Mystical Dispute. And they bring in Aether Gust. So like if you could have a like a white planeswalker that like avoided Aether Gust and Mystical Dispute. Like, that would be kind of, like, the best. So you'd want something like Wandering Emperor? Uh, the Wandering Emperor is one of them. Is That's one possibility, right? Like, it's a removal spell, so, like, it's a four-mana removal spell, but, like, it's a four-mana removal spell that gains you life against, like, aggro. So, like, it mm-hmm. has a home there. Um, It's just a bunch of bodies against control, so it's reasonable there. Um, It makes it so you can punch your, like, things through your opponent if there's like a crowded board so like, it kind of mm-hmm. does everything you want and dodges aether gust except so, it's double white except it's double white that is it's that is the uh 
Uh, hard on the mana, but it voids those two cards is what we got there. So what about something like Felidar Retreat? Oh, I hadn't thought about Felidar Retreat. Oh, that would be... Oh, God, yeah. How, how like, as a control deck, how do you beat that? Like, um, you don't let it resolve. Yeah, but you have like to... every, Everything in your deck you can't let resolve, so it's not... I hadn't thought about Felidar Retreat. That's a good one. That is really yeah, good. Yeah, the only thing that it doesn't do that Wandering Emperor does is it's not removal, but it turns your Arboreal Gracers into, like, actual bodies in your Risen yeah. Reefs into actual no, bodies We're gonna... and builds out a board. We're going to put that in, like, that is a good... That is that is a really good. I like ooh. sweeper protection. Uh, we are can't spell Felidar, but that's all right. Felidar <laughs> retreat. We're gonna put that in there. Okay, cool. Um, then I thought about Teferi, Hero of Dominaria. Mm -hmm. It gets hit by Mystical Dispute, which sucks, but yeah. it avoids Aether Gust. It is just more card advantage and catch all removal. Mm -hmm. Um. Chandra Torch of Defiance doesn't avoid Aether Guest, but avoids Dispute. Yeah. Removal spell, card advantage. It's a way to win the game. It's ramp. It kind of does everything you want. Double red is... We have 15 sources. It's doable. Double white is probably also doable. Yeah. But, like, the thing, like... Especially against, like, a control opponent, like, if you, like, slam to Chandra game mm -hmm. one, if they have Aether Guest, they're bringing them in. Right. So, like, you play your, like, Chandra Awakened Inferno and then just, like, plus it three times. And they're like, oh, well, that... I So, like, they're like, I have no answers other than this. Mm -hmm. So, like, finding something that gets around that. But Felidar, Guard, Felidar Retreat, A+. The other options are, like, Random Big Beater, right? Elder Gargaroth is yeah. a beast. Um. Mm -hmm. Quite both literally and figuratively, he's a beast, <laughs> right? Like, would be good against like, you know, aggro decks where you might want to bring in Yasharn. Because sometimes, like, if I get run over, I'll just be like, okay, Yasharn, like you're you lower my curve some and you block. Like, yeah. I, I I could use that. Gargaroth lower uh, doesn't really lower my curve, but getting the five mana in this deck is pretty trivial. Yeah, I mean, and you're usually on five mana by turn like three, three or four, three, four, yeah. easy. Uh, Carnage Tyrant, if you really want to go old yeah, school. Yeah, Carney Boy. Yeah, like 7, 6, Hexproof, can't be countered. Like, good luck control. Um, yeah. Like, Red Black, I guess I can trade with it with, like, a Shieldred. Mm -hmm. But still, it's just huge. Uh, if you play against a lot of spirits and you're spiteful, if, like, <laughs> if your local store has, like, two or three mono blue spirits players, you just play two shifting ceratopses and they never beat you. Yeah. You're just like, I have fries, I have shifting ceratopses and I have a bunch of other cards that say can't be countered. Good luck. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you go into pioneer, I think you need some way to address like Lotus field. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause we don't have uh, that deck doesn't exist. Exactly. On so, like, you have, like, maybe Test of Talents, like, to fight over the, um, like, if they're the, oh, gosh, the, the Ultimatum version. Yeah. Right? Like, you just, Test of Talents or Ultimatums. Alpine Moon. But the issue with Alpine Moon is the issue with all the permanent-based things against uh, Lotus Field now, which is they can just search up a Basaju and kill yeah. it. So, like, that's a bit of an issue. Um, the other thing is if like, 
if you're playing against a bunch of aggro in your local meta, things like temporary lockdown. Mm-hmm. Gets rid of all the two drops. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was a brief window when I was playing other decks uh, that there was the, like, blue-white artifact deck that had, like, Insol mm-hmm. Artifact and uh, whatever his name is, the uh, Ingenious Smith and all that yep. stuff. Like, Deafening Clarion doesn't get them. Mm-hmm. But Temporary Lockdown does just get all that stuff. It doesn't care how big it is. Yeah. Uh, right? It's good against the heroic decks. Right? Like, it just kind of gets all that stuff. You can also, like, go Supreme Verdict. Yeah. Right? Again, like, if you're playing against a bunch of Spirits decks and you're like, well, I need my Sweeper to resolve. It is white-white, but, like, I think you can fetch in such a way that you can get white-white relatively easily. Um. Yeah, I mean, probably... You only have one white source it's, to fetch. Though. Yeah, yeah. So Which, I mean, it's probably fine because most of your triomes make white. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I think six of them do. Yeah, but that would be another thing. And then again, a Felidar retreat, which uh, you gave us, which is probably better than all those, um, <laughs> fixes all the problems. And I love that card. Um, there we go. Thank you. I can't spell. Uh, hooked on phononics didn't get a West Virginia. <laughs> no, um, you're fine. Hooked on pahonics. Um, <laughs> so, and then if you don't like deafening uh, Clarion, like I said, temporary lockdown, supreme verdict, or you can try to farewell some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that'd, that'd the only fun. thing I would say is like if you're bringing in, not so much with uh, like temporary lockdown, but if you're bringing in supreme verdict or farewell. Um, just be mindful that you're going to have to uh, play around your own sweeper mm-hmm. as well. You temporary, can't really commit to the board. To... Yeah, temporary lockdown like lets you keep all of your stuff. Sounds like a goblin token, right? Um. So, yeah. So I actually went through and thought about like all the match. I went through goldfish and looked at all the explorer matchups, and then I looked at the matchups in um, pioneer that are that kind of don't overlap yeah. and made a bunch of like sideboarding guides. Now I will say that this is the hardest I thought about sideboarding with this deck. It's usually like all vibes and feel. Mm -hmm. I know what I cut, but the numbers aren't always like exactly these numbers. It's close. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how do I feel? Did I get run over? Maybe I'll keep an extra grazer in uh kind of deal or you know yeah. did did i force spike which something? really isn't like the appropriate way to sideboard because you're like your plan should be your plan regardless of yeah. what happened in the game like statistically speaking but i'm human right but it's, it's i mean that close. tends to be the way that i sideboard as well so it's not yeah so um so red red black is i think agreed upon to be like the best explorer and pioneer deck mm-hmm. right um, this matchup feels, I don't want to say very positive, but it's positive. Yeah. The, it, it feels pretty good. Yeah. The, like anything that you resolve that like costs four or more mana, they can just never beat. So the, the, the games that you lose are maybe you keep a weak hand that's maybe got a little bit of too much mana in it and mm-hmm. they have like thought seize thought seize threat 
Like those games are t- are hard. Um, they don't play the card anymore because I actually have two different ways to board. But uh, the Invoke Despair, the fact that mm-hmm. they have a five mana three for one, yeah, sometimes is uh, is a way for them to like catch up to all of your value. Yeah, I mean, basically, it un- it undoes an entire Escape the Wilds, usually. Yeah. So it just, that is, like, those are the times, like, when they are able to, like, get down two or three threats and, like, kind of keep you off of, or they go, like, threat, threat, and then, like, they get you, they discard your Escape the Wild. It's, like, the turn before you play it. Like, those are the mm-hmm. games that are that are tough. Yeah. But a lot of times, like, Every card you play, like we said, is a two for one, and they just can't keep up. Eventually, they run out of idiots. Right. So, um, so for sideboarding, I usually cut the grazers into disruptions, or sometimes mm-hmm. I'll cut like I'll, I'll cut three grazers, two disruptions, or I'll cut one disruption and a fable. Kind of depends. Uh, the idea being that like you don't need to ramp against them, and grazer isn't really a card. Yeah. It's only a card like when they like have their aggro draws, but you can usually catch up. So mm-hmm. you don't need to protect your life total that much. Right. Um so they I bring in unlicensed turfs because they usually play Kroxa, and that is typically a problem card. Mm-hmm. Um so try to keep their graveyard clean. You can also use it to make it so they can't get cards out of your graveyard with uh Graveyard Trespasser. Trespasser. Yeah. Um, the extra Leyline Binding. A lot of them are playing Shieldred now. Mm-hmm. So this is a clean answer to Shieldred. Yep. Um, and also, like, if they somehow escape a Kroxa on you, it's a way for you to answer a Kroxa. And I bring in Deafening Clarions to help handle the aggro starts. Mm-hmm. Right? If they go um, Blood Tithe Harvester into... Cemetery Trespasser, you just deafening Clarion, get a two for one, and now you're like stable and can kind of start to grind them out. Yeah. Uh, the card that only scare that scares me really is Despair, and usually I'd cut like an extra Fable, and bring in three Vetoes in a Leyline, and kind of maybe not bring in the Clarions and just go like, you know what, I can beat all their idiots if I have yeah. to. But I can't beat getting three for one. Well, typically the decks that run despair aren't as aggro slanted exactly. either. So right, and the vetoes are going to let you get lilies if like they have a turn three lily yeah. or um, a Chandra Torture Defiance. Like it has other utilities, but like if you kind of get like hit with a despair or you like you think they might have despair, you can like bring in veto. But most lists don't. Mm-hmm. But that is just like. Those are the games that I would lose consistently. It's like they would resolve a despair, and I'd be like, oh, I guess I can't win now. So it's like, just don't let that happen. You don't have to. Um, And, like, if you're in game three and you haven't seen a Kroxa, maybe for some reason they're not playing it, or they play, like, one. And maybe you can, like, hedge on, like, I don't need this hearse. I can be up with a little bit more action, maybe up a fable, up a uh, a, uh, disruption or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've played mono black once. It kind of felt like a joke. Uh, One, I saw it on the MTG goldfish, like list of decks. And I was like, they had it listed as like Abzan mid range. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then I looked at the the deck that they had featured, and it was said mono black. And I was looking for the green or the white cards, and they just weren't there. Basically, it's like black red without the good red cards. They're like leaning really heavily on Shieldred and like Underworld Dreams to just like make you punish you for drawing cards. Yeah, I think the the list on Goldfish had to peer into the abyss Ooh. so they can peer you to kill you. Which, like, yes, please try to resolve a seven mana spell against my <laughs> deck with four spike. Um, yeah. This is one that, like, I was, I was sitting there and I just instinctively cut grazer, one grazer, one disruption, like just trimmed and brought in a binding for a shieldred and besage mm-hmm. you to try to get underworld dreams, because like, if you have a four mana omnath out, like shieldred doesn't really matter like you're gonna gain four life each turn um but also you can uh it could like it has killed me in the past that card so it's like i should bring in a binding to respect it Mm -hmm. um but like it's whatever you're gonna like i had the opponent today one game two with like i like binding two underworld dreams and then they played a shieldred and I was like, I probably shouldn't have binding and all that stuff. And then I couldn't attack with the shieldred because I made stuff too big. But eventually they got me. And then game three, they cast two go blanks. And uh, they lost when I had when I discarded the hand size. Uh, <laughs> when I had nine, had nine hate cards in my hand at like the end of like the following turn. Uh, and again, if you see despair, probably like veto again. It like cut some things. But, like, mono black and red black, you just make sure all your cards matter. Like, yeah. in Grazer isn't a card that always matters. So, right. like, you can just cut it and make put in cards that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue-white control, like you said, if we, res- there's like, if we resolve an Omnath and it's not answered, if we resolve a Risen Reef that's not answered, um, if you resolve, like, the, uh, the, the uh, three-color Omnath, uh, Locus of the Royal, and then, like, play a fabled passage and draw two cards yeah you're fine uh you're just trying to run them out of cards play around some sweepers some like nothing feels better than you knowing that they're just laying uh laying uh (laughs) leaning on the fact that they're going to cast a a a four uh uh, a farewell and then like just getting it with disruption and just being like there you go the best is when you get it with disruption and then they play the shame tap shock land afterwards (laughs) And you're like, yeah, you didn't think that was there, did you? <laughs> nope. Um, so Nobody I cut, ever expects the four spike. No one. I cut Grazers, some mix of Fable and Disruption, a uh, Gerard Disruption, mm-hmm. and then like one escape with it being that they bring in Dovin's Veto, especially if you've played um, like Disruption earlier on, yeah. and they, um, or Escape. And they often bring an Aethergust, and that's just an extra green card to get, like, dunked on. Mm-hmm. So you can cut that. And then is it if you have, like, if your Yasharn slot is something that's good against control, you could probably cut the rest of your escapes if it's, like, Teferi, or cut more of your, like, disruptions if it's not, like, a hard card draw thing. I bring in Fries, because Fries kill Teferis. They kill they Wandering sure Emperors. Um, so Fry is just there to like kill their resolved planeswalkers. Also, um, 
you can kind of like I can combine it with like a chump block to kill a hall of the mirror, uh, hall of the storm giants. Mm-hmm. Cause the ward doesn't matter. Cause it can't be countered. Can't counter it. Yeah. And then I bring in vetoes. I bring in vetoes to like pick off their, um, other, um, their like planeswalker and stuff on the way down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can lose this game to like, um, like a, a well-timed Supreme verdict, or like sometimes they are able to keep up with like card advantage if they're able to resolve a bunch of uh, memory deluges. Mm-hmm. But you're pretty good. Again, everything you have is a two for one. I don't know, man. I think like in the game where they're casting multiple memory deluges, I think you're ahead if that's what they're doing. Probably. Probably, but like, like if, you, if they're taking their turn four and turn six off to like memory deluge or whatever, like I think I'm okay with mm-hmm. that. Now, I guess it also depends. Like, there's the like weird arena version of blue white that is like all the like end your turn lotus field things mm-hmm. that can get out of hand and bury you. That gets too big for you oftentimes, but yeah, this has been another matchup that has felt good. Yeah. That, like, I think it would feel even better with some Felidar retreats too. Yes. Whew. And like, yeah. oh, red black with Felidar retreats. Oh my god. <laughs> so I know I know what I'm ordering. Um, I gotta check <laughs> to see if I have some, but if I don't, um, mono red. It's your mono red matchup. Like they can get under you, but like the games that you like go untapped green source into uh grazer play a triumph then like play like a fable or something it's just like yeah good good luck um so cuts in like here you cut the disruptions just because like you're never going to get anything yeah right they're slow and yeah their entire deck costs one or two mana so cut one to two escapes i usually only ever cut one escape because like that's always the card i want to draw Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you don't need a bunch of five mana stuff in your deck uh, and then like can trim a fable depending on how many escapes you want to cut or you could like be responsible and say I don't want the six mana Chandra but oftentimes like you said I like, mean if you... you resolve the six mana Chandra like they're never going to win oh never <laughs> but like but like it is six mana but then there's yeah. the flip side of like you're playing three grazers and four uh, uh, grow spirals and four risen reefs. Sometimes yeah. you just hit six mana on turn four. Yeah. And then you just get them. Um, and then Clarion, Leyline Binding. And then if your Yashan slot is uh, good against aggro or yeah. just big dumb idiot Yasharn, mm-hmm. here's a four mana four four that drew me two cards. Good luck. <laughs> and like oh I can't be a 4 mana 4-4 four, four that drew you 2 cards I'm sorry now, it's not, is it aggro which I've not played against it's like it's basically wizard yeah, aggro it's wizard aggro so it's like all the wizards Balmor and then Adelies mm-hmm. yeah um, probably cut the 2-3 uh, to three disruptions maybe a fable because like, it's not blocking in the air Binding, deafening clarions. Mm-hmm. If they're really blue, you could like play fry, but I think there's so many red cards in the deck, it doesn't matter. 
And they do have some graveyard synergies, at least the list that was on Goldfish with like Dreadhorde Arcanist. So you yeah. could maybe trim like an escape on a Chandra or like an escape in something else to put in some hearses to kind of eat their graveyard. It also this would make... be a good matchup for your um, temporary lockdown too. Yes, exactly. If you had that. Yeah. Um, but I've not played against this. So like, I think if I played against it like six or seven times, I'd be like, oh, I need to like adjust, but I've not mm-hmm. seen it. This is just like a thing on goldfish. Uh, all things human, mono white or uh, like multicolored humans. Rainbow humans. Rainbow, rainbow humans. So the they have more interaction than most of the other creature decks in terms of like just like on board you know, uh, what is it called? Skyclave Apparition or the uh, the the guy who flips into a 3-3, whatever his name is. The Banisher Priest, it's a werewolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, uh, Brutal Cathar? Yes, Brutal Cathar. Um, but, like, we just get bigger than them pretty consistently. So, like, we can yeah. get run down in the early game, but you can just get to the point where, like, all your stuff's just, like, 8-8s and nothing they do matters. Um... Same thing, Disruption, Wilds, uh, and maybe Chandra. It depends. Like, if they have a bunch of things that, like, you're worried about that have four toughness, like, uh, Chandra might not be good. Like, what is the new, gosh, the one, the X4 that makes one oh, ones um, when you attack? Like, Chandra yeah. doesn't get that, like, with the down tick. Right. Um, you can also cut some Fables in here to keep Chandra. And, but you're bringing in Fry's, Leyline Bindings, and Deafening Clarions. Like, Deafening Clarions just, like, Chandra, but, like, turns earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, Fry just takes care of everything. Leyline Binding takes care of everything. And Deafening Clarion gets most of their stuff early on. So, but, like, if Fry, let's say, like, if there's some weird humans deck that's not, like, base white... Like, I don't think that is a thing that even happens. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing. I think all like, all the gold humans are, like, white in something. So, like, Fry yeah. is just generically good. Um, Enigmatic Incarnation. I've played against this deck a couple times. I ran into it once over the weekend. And, like, the deck spins its wheels a lot, but then doesn't do a whole lot unless they yeah. have Enigmatic Incarnation. Right. Uh, so, like, Grazers and probably Fables for Vitos, Besaju, and a Leyline. So, three Grazers, two Fables. Like, again, like, Fable is good, but, like, that card doesn't matter very much. Right. Like, you want to keep your counterspells in for when they, like, try to go turn four, play my Fires of Invention, and you're just like, no, no, that card can't resolve. Yeah. No, thank you, sir. And then they're like, oh, now my deck doesn't do anything because I have to actually cast my cards. Exactly. And it's like, oh, no. So, like, and Fable doesn't let you, like, fight over that. Um, but they can go, like, way bigger than you. Way but, bigger. Yeah, so you so you have to, like, you're just focused on not letting them go bigger than you. And then yeah. eventually you will just drown them in, like, a bunch of cards. Um, Red Black Sack. Uh, we just go bigger. Yeah, I, I haven't seen this deck. In I've forever, seen this deck so. in forever, but I think it, really kind of pushed this well, out of the format. Red, black, and they also had like Jund as an option as well. So just sack in general. Yeah, 
grazers and disruption, like, or uh, disruptions, because, like, you don't really need to block, like, the cat. Like, you have better right. things. And, like, you're not countering an oven. You're, like, right. it's not worth fighting over a bunch of two and three mana spells with your two mana spell. Leyline, if Yasharn is still Yasharn, this is his matchup. <laughs> um, Beseju, and then Unlicensed Hearse. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think Yasharn is worth running. No, I don't think so either. Specifically this deck that isn't really around that much anymore. Yeah. Yeah, again, when I... I have been playing a 13-card sideboard and annihilating people. So imagine yeah. if I powered the deck all the way up and had 15 whole cards. Um... <laughs> So Grease Fang, it's kind of all about stopping them from Grease Fanging you. Yeah, the I think the toughest matchups I've played have been against uh, the Abs on Grease Fang. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of the Esper. No, I haven't seen Esper in a long time. Like, uh, just like tons of chariot tokens and stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean Chandra's pretty good about cleaning those mm-hmm. up though. So, cut a grazer, cut some disruption. So one grazer, two disruptions, or again some mix. If you want to fight on the stack more, you can cut more grazers. And escape to the wilds, because, like, yes, getting a bunch of cards is good, but, like, you're kind of priced into using your cards at certain times. Mm -hmm. And, like, escape doesn't let you do that. And then, again, fables are not the best here. They get you to things, but they're not, like, you're not about, like, a 2-2 ground creature. Like, doesn't do anything. You want the fries... Because that always gets your gets your Grease Fang. That just says kill Grease Fang. Leyline Binding is for Grease Fang or a vehicle, if push yep. comes to shove. And then Besaju is just the general catch-all. Yep. Um, these games, a lot of times... Oh, wait, what did I miss? I missed something. Because there's... Oh, my gosh. I missed, like, the best card. What am I doing? Unlicensed. I don't know. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot Unlicensers. That is, like... I was going to say, like... I was going to say, oh, the, uh, what do I need to cut for that? We need to cut two more cards for the hearse. Sorry, everyone. Uh, probably two uh, more. One gr- more card. One more? Was, am I that yeah, bad you at got math? Six, you got six up here. Okay. And you got seven down here. All right, so cool. Two grazers, two disruptions. There we go. Because I was going to say, yeah. the game, a lot of times, like if you stick an early hearse, you just yeah. keep the graveyard clean, and then they can't do anything, and then they've got to spend like a turn to kill your hearse. Mm-hmm. And, and then rebuild. And then rebuild their graveyard. And then you're like, you're like, well, their grease fang doesn't matter until they have a graveyard. Now I can like dig for removal, mm-hmm. and it gives you more time to get to your removal, or vice yeah. versa. I can kill your grease fang, dig for my graveyard hate, and now your grease fang doesn't matter because I have my unlicensed hearse, mm-hmm. right? But like. These games can go really long because, like, you're just sometimes you're not able to commit to the board because you're just like, nope, I can't get grease fanged here. Yeah. So I've got to do you this other stuff. Your answer. And then eventually, like, you're able to like get to a point where you can like, oh, I have like enough mana that I can play a risen reef and something, mm. or a risen reef and hold up an answer, and then like, oh, now I can like, I ate your cards out of your graveyard. Now I can, um. Like play Locust of the Royal and kill your Grease Fang, and now we're like back to you not having any pieces. And like, I've had them get like six of uh, like cat tokens, and it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, this doesn't matter. Yeah, like I've got a bunch of creatures that are bigger than this, and you like, just sweep them up or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Like, 
it's annoying, but it's not like it really super matters. Right. Um, so that's like the main part of the Explorer format. Yeah, I think the Grease Fane decks are the decks that I've had the yeah the they, biggest problems with. They are the hard because like there are just some times where they go like flip some idiot like Thoughtseize, discard the the uh, vehicle Grease Fang you on turn three, and you're just like, well, I was not able to do anything about that. Like you took yeah. my one piece of interaction, and the game was over before I got to draw another one, yeah. or like. I played 10 tap lands and I played one on turn two and then you played your grease fang and I couldn't interact, but that that's magic sometimes, Mm -hmm. but yeah, they are difficult because like, you know, with chariot, they can just like cast it and get a bunch of value. Yeah. And and I think that's why the, uh, the absent version kind of overtook the Esper version too, because they can, they can kind of just play. They can like play their vehicles aren't uncastable, yeah. Yeah, they can play real magic. Um, and like I said, the Pioneer decks, Lotus Fields, like the one, there's two that we don't have like analogs for. Mm-hmm. There's Lotus Field, which like your gracers don't matter at all. Right. So like also bring in vetoes. Mm-hmm. Right. So grazer for vetoes, so you can fight on the stack. Um, if you have if you've cut your sharns for things that you've decided to play against field, uh, you bring them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably for fables, or like an escape the wild or something. Just so you're like, like ooh, I drew f- I tapped out and drew five cards. Like cool, I killed you. Like oh, right. neat. those five cards didn't matter. Uh, or you could like, you can fight some of the combo. With Beseju, like you can't kill a Lotus Field with a Beseju, obviously. But, right, like if they go to copy their Lotus Field with a Thespian Stage, right, like you can blow up the Thespian Stage when they activate it. Mm-hmm. So that at least like makes them spend mana and then not get a Lotus Field. Right. Uh, but like probably cutting Fables or. You know, like maybe a Chandra, because Chandra's not doing a whole lot other than being like a slow clock. Yeah. Uh, for those. Mono green, I this is the one that I think would be the hardest. Because like on one hand, mono green is play big idiots ahead of curve. But then it also just like backdoors into like combo kill you. Mm-hmm. And the combo is super hard to interact with. So I think you kind of have to say, like, we'll beat the creatures just because we have better creatures. Right. And so, like, you cut Chandra's and Grazer's and focus on trying to beat the combo. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Because, uh, like, Chandra's not killing any of their creatures. Right. Some of them are elementals. Most of them have a four butt. And, like, <laughs> they don't need... They don't need a paradise uh, druids. Yeah. Uh, on turn five. Nope. Like they've already they've already done their job. So my thought is, you've got to fight over the um, uh, the planeswalkers. So like, you want to veto the planeswalkers that they go to get, 
or like the Karn in the uh, Kiora, mm-hmm. right? Because those are the those are the planeswalkers that actually kill you with the combo. Yeah, I guess you could technically counter the the weird artifact spell. Okay, you know, talk, the the is it the cauldron? Is it pestilence cauldron? So right, I'm like, not super familiar with this deck, so okay, I'll look so it up real quick here the um there's an art there's a double faced artifact from Strixhaven. On the front side it like is an artifact that you activate for like black and it deals damage or they you mill equal to the number of uh, the amount of life you've gained this turn. Okay. And Pest, then yeah, pestilent cauldron. Yes. And then the back side is like draw like return two cards from your graveyard, gain both players gain three life. Yeah. And then you exile it. So the fact that you exile it lets you get it with Karn again. Okay. So you go Karn, Kiora, and you have a Karn and a Kiora in your graveyard. You get them both back. You then use your Kiora to untap a Nykthos, play the Make two all again. Of the mana. And you and then you like uh play a Karn and a Kiora again. And then that lets you get the Pestilence Cauldron from Exile with the Karn to yep. do it again, and you make infinite mana. Everyone gains a bunch of life, and then you mill them with the Cauldron, or whatever the Cauldron does. And they also play, like, the Chain Veil, so that you don't have to get as many loops, because you get two mm-hmm. activations of your Karn. Um, so, like, Veto to kill, to, like, deal with the Planeswalkers. And I guess you could, like, counter the like get cards from their graveyard spell because then it wouldn't exile itself right and it'd be, be stuck, stuck in, in the graveyard, graveyard. but to blow up a nykthos and ley line as like generically like interaction mm-hmm. right you could get a karn you could get a creature now they're probably like a two to three besage deck so ley line does have some uh sketchiness but it at least can buy you some time this is such a weird deck it is it's like mono green aggro that just has this like weird like remember the mono green planeswalker deck that like was a thing that was like nissa who shakes the world and then like karn like it's just like kind of that deck but they're like oh like i just put one card on my sideboard or two and i have a combo finish it's so random very strange um, spirits. Spirits is why we have Fry in the sideboard. Because <laughs> I got sick of losing the mono blue spirits. And I always say that deck can never beat a removal spell. Mm-hmm. So let's play a removal spell that they can't counter. Um, the problem is, is like, we have to resolve spells. And their whole thing is they don't want us to resolve spells. Right. But if we resolve a spell, we probably win the game. Mm-hmm. Right. If you resolve four color Omnath, they really can't beat it unless like you're woefully behind when it happens. If you beat a Chandra, as long as they don't have like three lords out, you just blow everything up. Um, if you just beat, if you resolve an Escape to the Wilds, you've drawn a bunch of cards and probably can beat them. Mm-hmm. So it's just making sure you don't get run over. 
So that's Fry's job. So three disruptions go. You're not winning that trade. Um, an escape and two fables. You could maybe cut all the escapes if you want to keep the fables, but like the fables aren't blocking anything. The escapes, like if you've traded back and forth, the escapes can be the thing that like if you draw it and like they're out of cards or you've like made them tap out for some reason, then you resolve the escape and now Closes you're back the in door. the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but like if you really love yourself some fables. Um, so fries, leyline bindings, and then clarions. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, again, this is another spot where like maybe temporary lockdown is better. Yeah, temporary lockdown would be nuts here. I mean, as long as it resolves. Yeah, as long as it resolves. But I mean, that's all the all these spells. Yeah. Again, if like you're, if you know that your F and M is going to be three people playing mono blue poopers, throw some shifting ceratopses in there. <laughs> Shifty's never met a, a spirit he doesn't eat, so yeah. just fine. As long as you got green mana, he tramples over too. Oh yeah, and he gets haste. He in reach. He does everything you could possibly want him to do. He's just like I resolve, and I block. I hate spirits. Yeah, gotta hate that deck so much. <laughs> uh, like if I, more cards that say can't be countered would be ideal for me. Thank you. I know it. Like, like it annoys you when they print cards that are like you can't do a thing, but mm-hmm. you can't cast make disappear. Perfect. Great card. <laughs> no, no notes. No notes on that yeah. card. Um, all right. So those are kind of my plans. The spirit plan kind of like works for like if you run into a spirit like because there's mono blue spirits in Explorer mm. it just wasn't high on the list I've played against it and like again like a couple well-timed fries and yeah. like running them low on cards and like a boreal grazer it just does so much work just like yeah, blocks forever yeah it's just like, oh you've got to put like three lords out for this thing to matter Right. Or they're like tapping it with their their, their shackle geist or whatever, and it's like That's awesome, completely fine, amazing. Yep. And then you're like, it now blocks two things. Yeah, it's like Omnath play a land. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What do I do? What do I do? I guess I'll turn into a regular business person. It's like okay, <laughs> fine, but play another one. He's not a regular business person. Yeah, no, they come in packs too. I've yes, noticed. They do they do? They're like Siege Rhino, but better. Yeah. They're Siege Rhino that draws you a card <laughs> and then pays for itself. Right. It's like if Siege Rhino just had like reverse Phyrexian, gain two life, play a 4-4, <laughs> draw a card. It's like, oh, neat. All right. Cool. So those are kind of the sideboard plans. I've played the deck a lot, a lot, a lot. So I have some like little like tips to think of. When you're playing the deck, things that I like, keep in mind. Mm. Um, like it's like red black. You, your red black opponent has never not had a two drop. They just always right. have a two drop, right? If they pass with two mana up, you don't have to play your risen reef, mm-hmm. right? Like that's just like a bone crusher giant, right? Like yeah, the, I mean realistically, like you're gonna win the game if it goes long. So if you make them waste your their mana. Like, you are 100% fine with that trade. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I've had opponents just like, okay, I don't want to waste my mana, so I'm going to deal two to you. Yeah. And it's like, okay. In which case, your Risen Reef gets to live. Exactly. Or they have to spend turn four dealing with your Risen Reef. Yeah. Because, like, you have a counter spell you can play. You have a Leyline Binding you can play. 
you have a growth spiral. Like you have other things to do with that mana. So yep. don't feel obligated to do that. Um, like, cause you could like just casting a fable, like, okay, they killed your goblin, but then you got rid of two bad cards. Right. Right. Um, have you copied a, ref- uh, a risen reef or the reflections of Kiki Jiggy? I have not. Oh, I don't, is- I don't, I don't think I've had a fable like get to Kiki Jiggy yet. Oh, it is glorious. Yeah. I would um, imagine so. Um, so that is one of the, f- the flaws with Fable. Like, Fable's just busted, so you play it. But the only non-legendary cards in the deck yeah. are Grazer and Risen Reef and the Goblin Token. Yeah. And uh, you're not really copying your Grazer. No. Uh, but, like, I will set up, try to set up turns where, like, I can, like, play, like, let my uh, Fable flip. Mm-hmm try to get through a turn cycle so I can play Risen Reef and then copy immediately it. copy it. Uh, good times. Good yeah. times. Just draw all the cards. Um, so as we've kind of talked about, it, you all already know this, but just a reminder, Fabled Passage with Four Color Omnath is great. Yes. Right? Like your best possible like turn five is Four Color Omnath, Fate, uh Fabled Passage, crack it, get a get a basic, play Escape to the Wilds. Yes. Right, you've just got <laughs> nine, you've just seen six new cards, got to play two lands. Uh, Gain four life. Dealt four to your opponent. Yep. Amazing. Yep. Um, also, like, if you're with Fabled Passage tricks, if you're playing against aggro... Like, I will pass turns with Fabled Passages up um, to use for my Omnath. Mm. So, like, if I play my Omnath, play a Fable, gain four. On my opponent's turn, I'll crack the Fable to gain another four. Yep. Right, like, Mono Red can't beat gain eight. No, ever. Ever. Also, like, if my Risen Reef puts in a Fable, a lot of times I'll leave it on the battlefield for multiple turns. Mm-hmm. Now it is sketchy because we only have like four basics that we can fetch in the deck, but right then if you draw an Omnath, you have a trigger already like in the holster. Yeah, like, it's already, already lined, lined up. up. So, like if your Risen Reef is gonna put it in, might as well just like leave it there for when you need it later. Um, try to hold on to your Escape the Wilds until like you've already like where you go into a turn and you don't have to play a land. Right, because like, because you're probably gonna hit at least two off of the escape, and then you can better use your cards. Exactly, like the thing with escape, I tried uh, memory deluge and a couple other things in in its spot. Uh, one to avoid aether gust, and two, um, there are sometimes that like the right thing to do is to not cast two or three of the cards from the escape the wilds. Mm-hmm. Right, and that hurts. Right, like now the rest of your hand must be ridiculous if you're not casting the cards from your draw five. Right. But, like, you want to make sure you can use as many of those cards as you can. Um, Locus of the Royal, like, try to always get your card after playing the land. Like, I try to hold it unless, like, like I said, I try to hold it till I know it can be a removal spell mm-hmm. or I know I can get the card off of it right away. Yeah. Was it eight lands? It's eight. Yeah. 
So it's a lot, but it's not that many. No, I mean, it happens pretty easily. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, eight. Could you imagine if Field of the Dead was legal? Oh. <laughs> oh. So wouldn't, many crack zombies. Wouldn't need uh, fill out our retreat. We'd just have it in the mana base. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just board in two more Field of the Deads, and then you just really get your control opponent. Yeah, um, what would the format look like if Field of the Dead was still around? Oh, God, scape shifts and. Yeah. Scape shifts into fairies, man. Yep. That deck was fun. I don't care what anyone says. It was fun. Um, hey, I'm just happy I saw that card when nobody else yeah, did. Yeah, you did. You won, <laughs> you won that one. You won that one for sure. Um, once you get like 10 plus lands in play, like stop putting your cycle lands in. Yeah, just turn them into other cards. Yeah. Now, the caveat is if you have a, an Omnath Locus of the Royal going, just put them into play because then you're just Trying cycling them for triggers. free. But if you don't, like, just get uh, uh, get them to, to get gas. Um, like I said, Disruption is kind of a spell game one. So draw a Disruption. I want to use it as a spell game one. Only use it as a land to, like, get landfall triggers. And if I am, like, running, uh, low, like, low on lands, like, like we said, like, yeah. like, if I look at my hand and I'm, like, I have a Disruption in a Breeding Pool... And then, like, a, uh, and it's like, okay. And, like, a fabled passage. It's like, I want to try to, like, make sure I can use, um, my, what's it called? My, uh, growth spiral on turn two. So I need yeah. to play this, like, tap land. Cause, um, uh, was it you can't put disruption in off of growth spiral? Cause it's not a land when it's in your hand. Exactly. Same with arboreal grazer. You yep. can't put it in off of those. So just keep that in mind. You can't play it off of um, Escape either. Oh, you can't? Mm-mm. Okay. I don't think so. I thought you could, but I might be wrong. I thought I tried to, and it wouldn't let me. I'm, I might have. See, it's hard to keep track of your land drops. Oh, yeah, you too. hit maybe so many I, land Maybe drops. I had already played maybe, a land. Maybe you're trying to play your third or fourth land that turn. Yeah. Um, But I try to, like, play it as a spell and try to, like, just uh, get anything I can. Because... Mm-hmm. Then your opponent, like we've all done it, plays scared the rest of the match. Oh so, yeah. Like you go you go down a couple disruptions in game two and you're still getting that disruption value of like yeah. they might play their Liliana a turn late because you held up two mana and then you grow spiraled. Right. You gotta put the fear of mana type in them. Exactly. They ne- they they do not know what what's what's going to happen to them. They're just scared. Um you can deck yourself. So you're just, like, gleefully, like, drawing cards and playing lands. You're like, this is so much fun. And then you're like, oh, I've got four cards. Yeah. If I play another elemental, I lose the game. I have to win with what I have now. <laughs> um, I already mentioned it, but Kiora is a good... Not Kiora, gosh. Uh, Kahira is a good way to play around Wandering Emperor. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're blue-white opponent, like, you think they're holding up Wandering Emperor, you're just like, okay, play my Kahira, attack for 10. That you can't, like, interact with. You can make a right. two-two. Great, make a two-two. Perfect. I don't care. Because it gives vigilance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kahira yeah. gives your your things vigilance, so then Wandering Emperor only can exile tapped creatures. Right. So, like, well, you gotta get rid of my goblin. That's fine. Um. And then, um, yeah, those are all like the, some of the little things. I did win a game. I flipped 
two um, fables, mm-hmm. and on my opponent's end step, I made twenty. I uh, made ten copies. Whew. And they conceded. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna untap and attack you for twenty, with all these two twos. Like it had been nice. a long grindy game, and like those were the things I had left over. And it was like, oh wait, <laughs> oh another thing. And this is annoying. Shieldred is way better on arena than he is in paper. What's that? Or she is in paper. Because if you don't have anything to do, if they like tap four mana and play Shieldred, I am yet to be able to hit the stop on my upkeep. Oh, because it just goes? It just goes. So I hit the stop on my upkeep and like I've already drawn my card. Yeah. And so I take two and I'm like, and I've like leyline binding so many of them in my draw step. Yeah. Because I just haven't got to stop it in time. So like if you're at two, I don't know. Like, just put a stop on your upkeep going into your opponent's turn if you think they're gonna shieldred you. Yeah. Because like I've just lost games. Or try to set your stop with shieldred on the stack. But if you don't have if you're tapped out oh, and have nothing if you're to do. Out, yeah. Right. If you have yeah. nothing to do then you don't get that like priority yeah. pass and it just goes like shielders on the stack resolves and you're drawing a card mm-hmm. and you're like, no, no, I, I hit this in my upkeep. I wanted to kill this. So yeah. I, I think I've had like six damage done to me by a shieldred that would not have dealt me damage if we were playing in paper. Yeah. Uh, so that's just like a little like arena thing. So, I don't know if this deck is on the level of, if we go way back, casual tryhard Sultai. <laughs> where I we think were, this deck is pretty sweet. Where we were just flipping over our uh, to just cast Uro. Like, what is the most busted card? Yeah. Also, imagine if we had Uro. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Also, um, if you're interested in this deck for, like, you know, playing in paper in, like, Pioneer, this is... Not the most expensive parts of, but it is a pretty big part of um, elementals, like four color elementals in uh, uh, modern as well. Yeah. Right? Like, not saying that, like, buying $300 worth of Solitudes is trivial, right? But it is, like, a deck that kind of has, you can get reps on Arena in Explorer you can take those reps and put them to use, like, playing Pioneer. Mm-hmm. And then, like... Yeah, some of the play patterns definitely translate. Mm-hmm. And then the play patterns are different, but a lot of the cards are the same if you go into, like, a four-color in Modern. Mm-hmm. And that is the thing that you're interested in doing. So it's, like, a way for you to start. Now, granted, what did, what did Goldfish say this deck cost? Six hundred dollars uh, in paper. Yeah. So it is not like a cheap investment by any stretch of the imagination. Seven hundred dollars on arena. Seven hundred dollars on arena or on moto? Or on moto, sorry. Okay. I was like on arena. Yeah. Like they they no, they've cracked the code, they figured out how much a wild card's <laughs> worth. But there are definitely like concessions you can make, like like having besages does I think make the deck better. Yeah. But they're thirty bucks a piece. You could not have besages to start out with, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
you know, so there are some there are some things that you can like. Chandra's really good, but like if you didn't have Chandra's, like you could make the deck work. Mm-hmm. So there there are some concessions you can make. The lands are probably the place that has the least give. Yeah, and that's an expensive part of the deck too. Yeah, the it triumphs is. Triumphs aren't cheap. They are not. But I mean, they're also cards that are likely to hold their value because they're difficult to reprint. So. I mean, but just look at like Jet Mirror's Garden. They're eight dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. Ketria Triumphs are seventeen dollars a piece. Right. right? Uh, Ragan Triumph is twelve dollars. So if you get a Jet Mirror's Garden and a Spara's Headquarters at eight dollars. Mm-hmm. Right, they may creep up to these higher values. Yeah. So it's not like you're just getting them and they don't stand a chance to go up. Um, I still can't believe that I could have bought so many unlicensed horses at like two bucks, <laughs> and they're fourteen dollars a piece. Man. And I even was like, oh, like this card could get played in Legacy. It's great. Like it costs two mana. You play it off an Ancient Tomb. Did not realize that it was going to be that expensive. I let you down, listeners. <laughs> um, but hey, the big the big plus for you, Sean. He's seventy five cents. He does some work and he's cheap. <laughs> but like, this is a deck you could get and like slowly work towards like a modern deck. Now the problem is, and we've talked about this before. Like, even now, people are like, "Well, four color is not like the best deck in modern." Like. I don't know if I'd play four color at a tournament. Like I still think it's a good deck, but like in six months or heck in six weeks, right? When they print like three busted artifacts in whatever Brothers War or whatever. Well, I mean, we get to go to the Gates of Moria. Is that where Sauron lives? I, I don't know. With the Gates where the Balrog lives. Okay. I I don't know about this. What is, you don't what is, know Lord of the Rings? I know, I know the Lord of the Rings. Some. Um, what do you Moria say? Gates of... where Gandalf fights the Balrog. Okay, well, when you said we go to the Gates of Moria, I thought you were talking about in Brothers' War, and I was super confused. No, like that no, sounds no, like a Lord, Lord of the, of the Rings, Rings thing. Yeah, it is a Lord okay. of the Rings thing. Okay, I was like, whoa. But like that's six months, right? Oh yeah, Straight that's modern. Right. That's right. Like yeah, I wonder what I wonder what uh, elementals they might have. Uh, giant tree people. Radagast. There you go. He's got to be elemental. Um, but yeah, no, it is a it is a deck that like, um, well, if you wanna if you wanna play games of magic, you will play games of magic. Mm-hmm. It's not my like you said. It's not my normal fare of like I want to play three turns of magic. Right. Um, and you have game against like everything. And I think it's a deck that rewards you for like getting reps with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've enjoyed playing it so far. Yay! I made a fun thing. <laughs> so, uh, got anything else? No, think I think good? that's gonna do it. All right, this is this is a throwback show. Talking yeah. about a deck, we should have you talk about uh your favorite uh brawl deck one week. Uh, I don't think I have one. I just kind of play it to pass the time. It's not like it's super enjoyable. <laughs> Magic the Gathering. We just play it to pass the time. It's not like it's super enjoyable. Listen to our podcast. <laughs> there we go. The more you know. The more you know. The secret's yeah. out. The secret is out. 
So with that, <laughs> I think we have a show. Yeah, we got a show. So if you uh, can think of a card we totally missed, it would be perfect in here. I don't know if you're going to beat Felidar Retreat, but hey. Um, hey, you, try to. Try to, please. Uh, yeah. Preferably a dinosaur, a cat, a beast. Well, I mean, like that slot kind of needs to be something that's hard to interact with. So I don't know it if does. like a creature is the right way to go. Yeah. But. Um, but if you got got something, um, uh, let us know. All of our social media links are in the description. Yeah. If you guys want to let us know how you're making out with this deck or if you need some pointers or whatever, get at us. Uh, if you're looking to support the show, there's two ways you can do it. The first is our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, follow that link to TCG player. Anything you purchase, once you get there, we'll get a percentage of to help keep the show going. And if you want to support us a little bit more directly, go to patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg, where patrons get a whole nother show of us every week. And they also get our show notes, like Brian alluded to, our Patrons this week will have a whole lot of information about this deck in the show notes. So yeah. if that's something you're interested in or you want to listen to our pre-show or if you want to get put on my mailing list for when I say thank you to our patrons, uh, chip a couple bucks in over at patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG. Yeah. So uh, with that, we'll catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet.